Hey, this is Jeremy Isaacs, lead pastor of Generations Church, where we want to live like it matters. For more information about our church, you can visit us at g.church. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thanks again for listening. Well, good morning. How are we doing today? We're doing good? All right. We're kind of, we're kind of awake here today. Uh, it is a great day here at Generations Church. I'm so thankful. Uh, Pastor, uh, uh, Garrett said it before me, but I'm so thankful you're here today. We know you could have been anywhere else, but you're here with us. So we're super thankful that you are. And I just want to say again, welcome to our first, second, and third time guests. We are so glad that you chose to be with us today. Well, if you do not know who I am or I have personally not been able uh, to meet you or greet you, uh, my name is Pastor Aaron White. I am the associate pastor here at Generations Church um, with my wife, Bethany, and our three, now three kids. Um, recently just had our third about seven weeks ago. Um, so we're in the middle of chaos with three under two and a half years old, basically. So it's 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 a... It's, 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 it's a lot at our house right now. It's a lot. It's, just pray for us every day, every second, even in the middle of the night. We need your prayers every day. Uh, I'm not joking about that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I am the associate pastor here. Uh, so basically what I oversee is our G groups, our connections, our discovery track, which you heard just a minute ago, uh, our guest services team, and then also pastoral care. So basically, if you want to get more involved here at Generations Church or you want to get involved in a G group or you want to get involved uh, in a serving team or whatever capacity you want to get involved here at Generations Church, I would love to have a conversation with you. That could be over coffee. Uh, that could be upstairs in the office. Whatever it may be, I'll come to you. Uh, but I would love to get to meet you and greet you and see how you can get better connected here at Generations Church. Today, <clears throat> I get the honor and privilege uh, to bring uh, the message and close out our fundamental series that we have been in uh, for the past couple weeks. We are in week five, uh, and I'm closing it out the first week. Uh, Pastor Jeremy brought an incredible message on creation. Uh, the second week, Pastor Jeremy spoke about Adam and Eve. And then the third week on Mother's Day, uh, Miss Corey uh, talked about Rahab. And then the fourth week, last week, Pastor Carson and Pastor Madeline uh, shared an incredible message on Noah and the ark. And so every week of this series has just had an incredible message. So if you missed a Sunday and, and you didn't hear the message or you want to re-listen to the message from the past couple weeks, I want to encourage you, go to our podcast, uh, go to YouTube, our YouTube channel, our Facebook channel uh, page, I guess you could say that is, uh, and, and re-listen to it because every week of this series has been incredible. So I want to encourage you uh, to go back and do that or go back and re-listen uh, to a past message. But today, <clears throat> we're going to be taking a look at a familiar story uh, in the Bible, and we've all probably have heard this story or heard of uh, or about this story, but today, we are going to look at the story of Jonah. And through the, the story of Jonah, we see God's grace. And today, we're going to unpack this story and talk about grace. Everybody say grace. 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 All right. Uh, so if you have your Bibles uh, or your Bibles app, Bible apps, I want to encourage you to turn to Jonah 1. Now, I'm going to say this, and a lot of you are going to be like, we're not reading all four chapters. But in Jonah, there are four chapters, uh, and we are going to skim through every chapter 
But when I say that, we're not reading every chapter. I'm going to skim through it, and I mean skim through it. Uh, but uh, we're going to look at Jonah uh, and the story of Jonah and see the story of grace through the story of Jonah. And Jonah uh, was one of the earliest prophets uh, in the Bible who taught and proclaimed the will of God. So go to your Bibles to Jonah 1. One through three, we're going to look at in Jonah one. It says this. It says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it, for their evil has, has come up before me. But Jonah rose and, 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 and to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish. It's going to keep making me say that word. I just want to let you know. Uh, It's going to make it four times. Uh, Away from the presence of the Lord. So as a lot of you may know, Jonah was called by God to proclaim God's word to the Ninevites. Nineveh is a notable is notable in the Bible as the capital of Assyria uh, and, and a longtime enemy of Israel and located uh, in, in what now modern Iraq. Um, and Nineveh was known for this for their great wealth and this, their great power uh, and, and their great prestige. Uh, but the Assyrians were notorious for cruelty um, and their ideology. Um, and, and the city was just full of sin. And so God calls Jonah to go to Nineveh to proclaim the will of God for them to turn from their evil ways and repent and to seek after God. So instead of that, Jonah runs away from the calling of God. Jonah turns away and runs away from the calling of God. How many times do we do that as well in our lives? How many times do we do that? God's calling us uh, to do something. God's calling us to turn away from something. God's calling us to go and tell someone about the love of God. God's calling us uh, to serve him. Uh, God's calling us uh, to do whatever he may be calling you to do or to just live for him and, and to seek him first and to seek after his will for your life first. And we turn and run away. I'm not the only one that does it. I hope I'm not because I have done it before. I just want to let you know, it was about when I was 18 years old and I knew God had called me to preach and I was like, ooh, God, I don't know. I'm going to go the opposite way. And so I, I know how Jonah feels in this moment, the conviction, uh, the, the fear, but also knowing you're called and, and, and the battle within that he's going through. But he runs away and we do the same thing just as Jonah. We run away from the calling of God in our life. And last week, Pastor Carson and Pastor Madeline uh, talked about Noah, and they talked about his obedience to God, and Noah had this incredible obedience to God. But then in Jonah, we see the complete opposite. He has this disobedience. And Pastor Madeline uh, said something that really stuck out to me. I want to just preference this with Pastor Carson said a lot of things that stuck out to me too. But uh, Pastor Madeline, I'm going to catch flag if I don't say that right now. I just let y'all know. Pastor Madeline said something that really stuck out to me. And it's this. She said that, is, that obedience is not always Easy, And she wasn't talking about Carson's obedience to her. She was talking about obedience to God. Obedience is not 
always easy. And that is so true. Obeying God or, you know, being obedient. It's not easy. We, we were all kids. We're all adults now. And being obedient uh, to our parents and obeying our parents, uh, like the Bible says, whew, that was a tough one for me because I wanted to do my own thing, and I thought I knew how to do it better than my parents or better than what other people say, so I'm going to do it my way. Obedience is not always easy, and Jonah was afraid to follow God's calling, so he ran the other way, like a lot of us do when we have to choose to obey. We run the other way. Instead of being obedient like Noah, Jonah was disobedient to God's call. So Jonah flees by ship, and while on the boat, a great storm arose and beat against the ship. Almost like we talked about in Matthew 7. A great storm arose and beat against the ship, and everyone on the ship was afraid. So everyone casts lots. So basically, uh, in today's terms, that could be looked at like a roll of dice or a flip of a coin. They, they, they cast lots, and they believed when you cast lots uh, and it landed on a certain person, which it landed on Jonah, that it revealed the will of God. So it landed on Jonah and singled out Jonah. So here's what they did. You know what they did? One of my biggest fears. Uh, they threw, this is not it, but I'll tell you here in a second. They threw Jonah over the boat into the sea. Now, that's my biggest fear, to be alone in the middle of the ocean. I don't care if any time, I don't care if it's a storm or not, to be alone in the middle of the ocean. So they threw him over the boat uh, into the sea. And it says in verse 17 of chapter 1, And the Lord appointed a great fish, in other versions it says a whale, to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish or the whale for three days and three nights. Whew, what a punishment. What a consequence of your actions. Am I right? Like, nothing I've done made me end up into a belly of a whale, but Jonah did. Uh, Jonah's disobedience ended, made him end up in a belly of the whale. So through Jonah's disobedience to God, he finds himself in the belly of a whale. And I would hate to be in that situation. And Jonah repents of his disobedience, which we see in chapter two, and you can go and read that uh, after after today's. You know, as soon as you get home, you eat lunch and stuff like that. You can read all four chapters. But uh, Jonah repents of his disobedience, and God gives grace to Jonah. God frees him from the belly of the well, and he goes to Nineveh to proclaim the word of God to the Ninevites. So throughout this story of Jonah. We see this amazing work of grace. Grace can be defined as God's favor towards the unworthy or God's kindness on the undeserving. In God's grace, God is willing to forgive us and bless us abundantly even when we do not deserve it. In spite of, of our disobedience, in spite of the fact that we don't deserve to be treated so well or dealt with so generously. Uh, and, and in a simple term, so grace can be broken down as forgiveness and blessing given even when it's not deserved. So God give, forgives us and blesses us even when we do not deserve. Grace is, is showing others uh, uh, forgiveness and blessing, even though they do not deserve it. In Ephesians 2 it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is a gift from God. 
So within this story, uh, we're going to look at three ways that grace plays out. There's three ways uh, that I, as I was reading this story and as I was praying and, and, and asking God to reveal uh, something through this story and about grace today, uh, that God showed me today, uh, this week, uh, this past couple of weeks, uh, for today to give you three ways that grace plays out in this story. And the first way is this, God's grace for us. God's grace for us. Jonah disobeyed God's will. He fled in the opposite direction and ultimately ended up in the belly of a well because of his disobedience. Jonah was in the belly of the well for three days and three nights. And while in the belly of the well in chapter two, uh, Jonah prays. And, and this is this incredible prayer of repent, repentance uh, and worship to God. He, he prays and repents and praises God. And then in chapter two, two, verse 10, it says, and the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah. That sounds terrible uh, as well. It vomited Jonah out upon dry land. That would be a sight to see if you were standing on, on the side of the ocean to see a whale vomit a guy out. But it says that he vomited the Jonah out upon dry land. God gave grace to Jonah after he had repented and called him again to go to Nineveh and proclaim the will of God to the Ninevites. Jonah obeys God and goes to Nineveh and proclaims what God had given him to say. And then we see in Jonah 3, 6 through 10, where it says, the word reached the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne and removed his robe, covered himself in sackcloth and set in ashes. And he issued a proclamation and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles that let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and let them call out to mighty, mighty, call out mighty to God." that everyone turn from their evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who knows, God may turn and relent and turn from his fierce anger so that we may not perish. And then ending in verse 10, when God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them and he did not do it. When God saw that the Ninevites had turned from their evil ways, we see God. He gave grace to Jonah, but then when he sees the Ninevites turn from their evil ways, God gives grace to the Ninevites. God relents and doesn't do what he was going to do. God gives grace. God forgives even when they did not deserve it, even when they were full of evil and full of sin uh, and living uh, against his word. He he gives the Ninevites grace. So in the story of Jonah, we see the grace of God given to his people. Jonah disobeyed. Jonah repented, and God gave grace. The Ninevites were full of sin and evil. Uh, they turned from their evil ways, and God gave grace. God gives grace to us. Aren't you thankful that God gives us grace? Aren't you thankful that God gave you grace? I know in my life, I'm so thankful that God gave me grace. Like, I don't know... I definitely wouldn't be here right now standing on the stage if God didn't give me grace. I've messed up so many times in my life that I do not deserve to be here. But 
because of the grace of God, because of his love for us. And I love in the Bible, it says, even when we were still sinners, he sent his son to die on the cross for us. Even when we were, we were lost in sin and we, we were in evil ways and our ways were wicked, God gave grace to us. God sent his son to die on the cross. The greatest story of grace that is ever told is that story, is, the, is God sending Jesus to die on the cross for us. He, he gave us grace. God gives us grace. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for the grace of God when I didn't deserve it, when, when I, I, there's nothing that I could have done to earn it, as a song says, there's nothing I could have done to earn it. Earn it. God gave grace to me, and he gives grace to you. God gives grace to you today. I don't know if you came in here and, 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 and you're, you're just lost in sin and you're, you're, you're trying to figure it out, but God gives grace to you. I don't know if you mess up this week, but God gives grace to you. So God gives grace to us. The second way that we see grace play out uh, in the story of Jonah is our grace for us, our grace for us. So here in Jonah chapter 2, uh, uh, so here is Jonah in chapter two, crying out to God and repenting to God for disobeying what he had called him to do. And I feel like what he could have done uh, uh, could have been so easy. And what could have been so easy for Jonah to do is to get down on himself and beat himself up and make him feel and make himself feel guilty and, and, and walk and live in shame. Uh, he could have quit. And turned away because he messed up. He disobeyed God's calling. Uh, he ran away. Uh, and he could have just beat himself up because of his disobedience. It would have been a lot easier for Jonah to just quit. And Jonah just say, man, God can't use me anymore because I, I disobeyed. God, why would God still use me? I, I ran the opposite way when he called me. And, and, and it would have been a lot easier if he just quit. And that's the same for us. It would have been a lot easier if we just quit when we disobeyed. It would have, it's a lot easier for us to just say, man, God can't use me anymore because I messed up. I disobeyed him. But we see that in this story, God gives grace to Jonah. It would have been a lot easier for Jonah to think he wasn't worthy of God's calling and grace and turn back and go home. But we don't see Jonah do that. Jonah cries out to God in repentance to God for disobeying what he had called them to do. You know, oftentimes, I think it's easy for us sometimes to accept grace from God and even from others. We, we accept grace from others, but one of the hardest things to do is to give ourselves grace. Anybody like that? Like, anybody have a hard time giving themselves grace? Like, you're harder on yourself than you are on other people. You're harder uh, when you mess up and you fall short. Man, you get down on yourself and you beat yourself up and, and, and you just get in this funk where you know you messed up and, and you just don't think you're worthy. So it, it just causes you to get in this funk and, 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 and it's just hard. You don't give yourself grace and you don't forgive yourself and let yourself keep going. You know, uh, you can accept grace from God and from others, but when you mess up and fall short, you beat yourself up to the point where you quit living out God's purpose for your life. You look at yourself as a screw-up, as a mess-up, as someone that couldn't be used by God because of what you did, and you look at yourself like your junk because you messed up. I've been there. You, you mess up, and you just look at yourself like, I'm unworthy to be used by God. 
I'm, I'm just a mess. I'm just junk because of my disobedience. But it says in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, it says, but God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us a long time ago. We have been saved by his grace. You have been saved by God's grace. And even though we mess up, he still has good things planned for you. Even though you have fallen short, even though you have messed up over and over, he still has a plan and purpose for your life. He still has a plan to, to use you and to use you in your house and in, in, in your work and in your job and in this church and in this community. He still has a plan to use you even though you messed up. To be completely honest, I think this is the hardest one I struggle with is giving myself grace. You know, I, I, I get down on myself when I mess up and I beat myself up for a while about it when I mess up. I can, I can accept grace from others and I can accept grace from God, but this is probably one of the hardest things for me to do. One of the harder ones for me to do is to give myself grace. I guess I, I hold myself at a higher standard or whatever it may be, uh, or I expect a, a more out of myself, but I can beat myself up if I mess up and, and, and just kind of get in uh, in a funk because I messed up. And it's one of the harder things for me to accept grace on myself, to give myself grace. And I saw this quote the other day that I loved, and, and it says this. It says, God has given you grace. Maybe you should give yourself some too. Look at your neighbor and say, maybe give, give yourself some grace too, all right? Tell your neighbor that. There you go. Give yourself some too. Someone in the room needed to hear that, not just me. Give yourself some grace. Give, give yourself some grace, not, not to take advantage of anything, but, but God still has a plan for you, and he still wants to use you, so give yourself some grace. You messed up. You fell short, but it's not over. Your purpose is not over. God's plan for your life is not over. God has given you grace, so give yourself grace as well. So the second way is that we saw is our grace for us, our grace for ourselves. God still has a plan. The third way and the last way is our grace to others. <clears throat> our grace to others. Jonah disobeyed God's call. He repented of his disobedience. God called him again. Jonah travels to Nineveh to proclaim the will of God and the word of God. The Ninevites turn from their evil ways and God pours out his grace upon them, but it doesn't end there. Uh, there's another chapter. There's a last chapter of Jonah that I, I feel like a lot of people forget about and a lot of people look over, and that's Jonah 4. Uh, and, and, it, and it doesn't end there. Jonah 4, 1 through 4, it says this. It says, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. Jonah was angry that God relented. Jonah was angry that God showed grace to the Ninevites. Just get that in your mind for a second. Like Jonah was sent to proclaim the will of the word of God to the Ninevites. The Ninevites turn from their evil ways and it make, and God relents and God gives grace and it makes Jonah 
angry. That just astonishes me. Like I, that's like me saying, getting up here and, and uh, you know, y'all turn from your ways and then I get angry about it. That would make no sense. Uh, and this is what Jonah did. He got angry. In verse two, it says, and he prayed to the Lord and said, oh Lord, is this not this, uh, this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish for I knew that you are gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me. Man, he wants to die. He's so angry. For it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, do you do well to be angry? Uh, and, and then we see continuing in verse eight through 11. And he asked that he might die and said, is it better for me to die than to live? But God said to Jonah, do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, yes, I do, I do well to be angry angry enough to die. And the Lord said, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left and also much cattle. So we find after all that Jonah did and went through, at the end of the story, we find Jonah angry that God gave the Ninevites grace. He was mad that God had compassion upon the Ninevites and was gracious upon them. Isn't that something? At the end of it all, Jonah is angry that God gave grace to the Ninevites. God showed Jonah grace when he disobeyed. Jonah had grace upon himself, but after it was all said and done, Jonah couldn't show grace to the Ninevites. So often, this is what our life looks like. We want grace from God. We, we want God to give us grace, and we want God to show us grace. But then also in our lives, we want grace from others. And dare I say, we expect grace from others. Like, we expect people to give us grace when we mess up and to forgive us. Like, we, we want grace from God. We want grace from others. And sometimes, and, and a lot of us may be in this category, we expect grace from others. But we aren't gracious towards others when they do us wrong. We walk around with unforgiveness and bitterness and anger like Jonah in our hearts towards people that have done us wrong. When God has called us to be gracious towards others, even when people don't deserve it, to give grace. Even when people don't turn from the evil ways and harm you, to, to find a, a way to give grace, to strive after grace. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't I don't, don't take this as me saying you have to be a doormat and let people walk all over you and treat you however they want to treat you. I'm not saying that, but, but I do believe that we should strive to show grace in all circumstances. And a lot of times I have found that me showing grace to others is not, is not really a lot of times for them even. It's a lot of times for me. If, when I show grace to others, I find peace in my heart. I find peace in my soul. I find peace in my mind, uh, physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually. I'm in a healthier place because I showed grace to someone that did me wrong. I find that it's not always for them. Yes, I think it is for them, but also it's for you. 
You don't want to walk around with bitterness and anger and, 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 and strife and uh, unforgiveness just eating at you and, 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 and just in your soul and in your mind. God wants you to give grace today. So Colossians 3, 12 through 13, it says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Patience, bearing with one another, and if one has complaint against one another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. Just as God forgives and shows grace, let us strive to show others grace, compassion, love, and forgiveness. Let us give grace to others. Today, as we look at the story of Jonah, I want to encourage you first and foremost to go back after today and read all four chapters of Jonah. It's, it's a super quick read, I promise you. I have the attention span to read it in one sinning. It's a super quick read. Uh, I want to encourage you to go back and read it. Uh, but we see this beautiful story of grace woven through the story of Jonah. We see that Jonah disobeyed, he repented, and God gave Jonah grace. We see the Ninevites were lost in their evil ways. Jonah proclaimed the word of God. The Ninevites turned from their evil ways and wicked ways, and God gave the Ninevites grace. We don't deserve grace, just like we didn't deserve uh, God to send his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. We did not deserve grace, but God in his love for us, even in while we were still sinners, sent his son to die on the cross for us. And he poured out his grace for us. Then we see uh, also uh, that we need to give ourselves grace. I want to encourage you, give, find a way to give yourself grace. If you're, if you're struggling with that today and, and you're just beating yourself up for messing up or, or falling short, give yourself grace today. Uh, and, and we see... Uh, that we all mess up and we all fall short, but we shouldn't let our mistakes and shortcomings come keep us from God and his plans for our lives. Don't beat yourself up, but repent. And in the grace that God gives you, also give yourself grace. And then lastly, we talked about uh, that we need to give grace to others. This is one that a lot of people struggle with because people do them wrong, but give grace to others strive to give grace to others. Even when people don't deserve it, even when they messed up multiple times, strive to give grace today. And I want to end with this. We talked about at the beginning, uh, Pastor Madeline said last week that obedience is not always easy. And I would just want to add to that as well. I think grace is not always easy. Accepting grace from God, the, what God had to do to give grace uh, was not easy. Uh, giving ourselves grace a lot of times is not easy. And giving grace to others, it's not always easy. Grace is not always easy. But God, in his love for us, sent his son to die on the cross for us to show us the perfect example of grace. So God has given us grace, so let us give others and ourselves grace today. So 
wherever you're at in those three scenarios, whether you need grace today and you've messed up and you need God to forgive you and you need to repent to God, you find yourself in that first scenario to, for God to give you grace. I want to encourage you, repent, seek after God, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness uh, and turn from whatever it may be that's hindering you and, and let God give you grace. I want to encourage you as well, if you find yourself in the second way, give yourself grace today. Give yourself grace in your life. Give yourself grace this week. Uh, we all mess up. We're not perfect. We're never going to be perfect. There's going to be times in our life where we fall short. Give yourself grace. Or maybe you find yourself in the third one where you've been walking around with bitterness and anger towards someone for, for weeks or months and years, and you need to give grace to others today so that you have peace in your mind and in your heart and in your soul. I want to encourage you, give grace to others today. Let's go to God in prayer as we close up this time. God, we thank you for this day. God, I thank you for this time, God, that we have to come into your room, to come into your house, God. God, and worship you. God, and hear your word. God, we thank you for the story of Jonah. God, in Jonah's disobedience, God, that you poured out your grace upon him, God. And God, we're thankful, God, that you give us grace. God, I'm thankful you gave me grace. God, I thank you, God, that you give us grace even when we don't deserve it, even when we don't earn it. So God, let us, God, accept your grace, but then also give ourselves grace and others grace today. God, let us strive to be a people uh, that love you and seek you first and, 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 and go after you with all that we have in our lives, but then also love others and give others grace and give ourselves grace, God. God, we thank you for this word and we ask that we leave here challenged and changed today. God, we love you and praise you and give you glory. And everybody said, amen. Thanks again for listening. If today's message was an encouragement to you, we invite you to share it with your friends and family. Maybe subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It just helps us spread the word about what God's doing here at Generations Church. For more information about the church, visit us at g.church. Have a great day, and God bless.